They call it the beautiful game. Most others know it as soccer, the most popular sport on the planet. And West Warwick has quite a rich history in that and many other sports. Last year, the Wizards boys soccer team ended the season not unlike many other teams, with a loss in the playoffs. But this one left an especially bad taste in the mouths of the players and coaches alike. It was a shootout loss to rival Coventry. Head coach Tyler Coburn and assistant Dennis Callahan also played for this very same West Warwick team, which made the loss hurt that much more. In fact, they were there for the team's glory days, which saw back-to-back championship appearances in Divisions 3 and 2, respectively. Can they bring the glory days back, this time as coaches? We'll hear from the head coach himself on the latest edition of the Words with Wizard podcast. This is the Words with Wizards podcast, your look at the world through the lens of West Warwick High School. It's where we talk to interesting people, visit cool places, and sometimes hit on a big story. And at the end of it all, you'll learn a little more about what's going on in the land of the orange and black. And now, here's your host, a man who is high on the drug of life, Mr. Eric White. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. This is the Words with Wizards podcast, and today is Friday, September 30th, 2022, and this is episode 26. Right now, the boys' soccer team is 1-3-2, but as they say, there's a story behind the numbers. This Wizards team has been in every game all its losses coming by a single goal. And there is still time to turn things around in this young season and make a run for the Division II playoffs. We sat down before the season with head coach Tyler Coburn, who is in his second year at the helm of his former team. Along with the typical prognostications about the upcoming season, we talked to him about what it's like to coach his old team and even coach against his old coach. Here's what he had to say. We have our work to do, but the guys are working hard every day, so that's all I can ask for them. Um, We have a lot of kids that are ready to step up and take the most of their opportunities, so I'm excited to see how they all grow. Looking at the playoffs again this year? Of course, that's always the goal. (laughs) Absolutely. You you made the playoffs last year, but um, went on the road. And uh, we're a quick exit, but... Heartbreaking. Yeah. It was a penalty shootout. Oh. And against who? Coventry. Against... Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Okay, it's all coming back to me now. Um, Who are some of your big contributors going to be on the team this year? Um, We have Michael Strain. He's one of our top guys. Derek Petralco, Nathan Vanas, uh, Jason Anzavino, Damon Wilson, Devin Cabral, all those seniors. And you have some young guys that may surprise you, like Aaron Satola, uh, Dominic Corolla, Logan Soares. I'm excited to see what they bring also. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, in Division Two, yes. uh, who are going to be some of your bigger hurdles this year? It's tough. It's tricky. You'll have those top guys from D3 that move up, and sometimes they have those younger teams that are still developing. Yeah. So they make a good run in D2. And you also have the bottom of the barrel from Division One where a lower team in Division One could be a top team in Division Two, you never really know. So it all depends on how it translates and how they all um, adjust into the new division. 
Division two, I basically tell the team every game you play is a playoff game. Yeah. And dropping the little list of points can eventually lead to losing um, out in a tiebreaker in the standings or a playoff match down the road, your seeding. It all affects. So every game is a playoff game or even a final for us. Yeah. Who, who are some of the names that you're going to be seeing? Uh, who are some of the, the teams that you're going to be seeing on um, the schedule? Cranston East is always a tough game. East Greenwich will always be a tough game. Coventry will always give us a tough run for our money. Yeah. The down south teams like Cherahoe, Westerly, and Tiverton. Those are gonna be tough. Um, you have Shea coming down from Division One. Yeah, yeah, they they were they were uh, they were in Division One for a while. They're a powerhouse in Division One for a while. Yeah. Um, Pierre, the old wrestling coach. Yes. He was the head of their program for a yeah. while. Yeah. He's a good guy. He um now the thing I I, I realize why they do the realignments and yeah. it always seems though that when they do the realignment it's a year or two too late because. You know, it's ba- they have to base it on the most recent season. I agree. And I, so, but you could get a team that drops down from Division One or comes up from Division Three, who, you know, didn't do well last year, but they're loaded this year. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, like in uh, in volleyball, our girls' team is bumped up to Division One because they've had two. They've yeah, had they've one, had amazing seasons. And, you know, this is a rebuilding year for them. Exactly. It, but that's the way it goes. And we're in a similar boat with that, too. You could call it a rebuilding year, but you have such great hardworking seniors where you can't necessarily look at it like a rebuilding year because you want to do everything you can for them to succeed yeah, and for them to win and have those um, opportunities to make a good playoff run. Yeah. But also in the same sense, um, you do have to look at the future always. And we did it. We had the opportunity to go down to Division three, mm-hmm. but it's not just the way I envision it. Um, we want to be playing the toughest competition that we can play. Because yeah. it's the only way to improve. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And um, so, now we talked about this a little last year, and we're going to get the story done this year. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> we're going to get it done this year. What is it like to coach the team that you played for? Now, you coached, uh, just want to give the audience a little background here in case they don't know you coached. Definitely. You coached the middle school team, mm-hmm. and you guys went all the way, correct? Yeah, we had uh, we were division champions, and in middle school, there's no D1, D2, D3. Yeah. You're all split up by state. So in the big state championship tournament, um, we made it to the semifinals. Mm-hmm. We lost to SK, so yeah. it's a Division One program. But just to be there was a great atmosphere to play Absolutely. in. It was a great opportunity for all the boys. Yeah. And I think it, it showed a lot of what our potential could be. Yeah, and these are a lot of the same kids coming up that you're, you're coaching. Definitely, yeah. We have the majority of them, but we also lost our fair share of them. So. Yeah. You always have that idea of like what could have been, but you can't get caught up in those thoughts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, what what is it like to uh, coach the team that you once played for? You were here. You were you were here for four years. Mm-hmm. Played on the team. What's it like? Uh, it's it's an honor. I mean, first and foremost, because every kid's dream will not dream it per se, but when you're a younger kid or even a freshman or a sophomore, it's your goal just to make the team. Making the team is something in itself. So to be able to come back and just be a part of it and give back to these younger kids and athletes, that means a lot to me. It's very rewarding. And also, we've spent so much time together. I've had all of these kids who are seniors and juniors now since they were sixth graders and seventh graders. So to be able to grow with them alongside them and also be able to see them grow into young adults, that's one of the most rewarding parts for sure. That's great. Um, How is coaching at this level different from playing at this level? Um, definitely changed my perspective on everything, to be honest. Um, I was a little more, uh, I guess you could say, a bit of a wild card. I, <laughs> I wasn't the best behaved. Um, 
verbally, physically. But when you are responsible for all these kids, I mean, it's a bit of a cliche. We, we always say family in the huddles and everything, but it actually, over time, spending this much time together, it is a family. So every three months in the fall, I have 28 sons. <laughs> so that changes your perspective because everything that they do, you're responsible for. Yeah. So you want to you want them to have individualism and you want them to be their own person and have their own bit of like, I don't know, I guess like behaviors or animations. You want to see them be on their own with that, but you also have to remember that you're like responsible for them at the end of the day. Yes. So you need them to be respectful. You need them to be hardworking. And soccer is a tough sport also because you can't call a timeout. Mm. You can't um, make an adjustment in between plays. There's no first quarter, there's no second quarter. They're out there for 40 minutes and the game just doesn't stop. Yeah. So you really, really have to drill these things into their mind because they need to stay focused and move together and play together and yeah. keep each other in check the entire game. And, you know, you're, you start, uh, you know, you've been practicing together for about a month now, yep. uh, you know, officially, I guess. Yeah, just about. And, uh, you know, it's in the heat of the summer and, you know, you're concentrating at first getting in shape yeah no you know? definitely I, they call it hell week for a reason is yeah. what i tell everyone yeah absolutely a lot and of running you may uh, you may have that couple of kids who are in shape when they come in but most of them are not in soccer shape yeah, when they come in definitely even if they play some club ball you know mm -hmm. um let me ask you this just a couple more things what, what is your fondest memory playing for west warwick high school playing um well i mean making it to the state championship in back-to-back -back seasons that was yeah you tremendous. did for Division three and Division and two. Division two, back so that's a perfect example for what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, so obviously that's one of the biggest accomplishments and regrets at the same time because obviously you want to win that championship. But yeah. those playoff games and those playoff pushes, especially that late in the season, like I said earlier, you spend so much time with all these people. It really is a true family atmosphere. Yeah. And to be able to be alongside of one another when you're making these accomplishments, there's nothing nothing really greater so those playoff runs where you win those playoff games at night those semifinal wins knowing you're going back to the finals there's nothing not much of a better feeling than that and hopefully something you can replicate definitely as a coach uh what is your fondest memory of your coaching career so far you can even go back to middle school if you want yeah i mean um i'd probably go back to middle school maybe three my third season so the juniors of this year they were eighth graders um we had an undefeated season division champions the first division champion for Deering since uh over 25 years from what wow. i've been told early 90s i think was the last time they may have done it wow. and then we we um we brought the community together for a middle school game i've never seen that many people at a game for our home playoff game and we were under the lights and the atmosphere is perfect and the boys lived up to the to the hype and the pressure of the game and we got the result that we were looking forward to go to the semifinals. so that run was very special because it was just something I've never seen for our middle school program as yeah. a player or a coach. Yeah. And it was just very special to be able to do that alongside them, Great. knowing how much work they put in all season. Yeah. They deserved all of that. Yeah. And so hopefully creating some more memories uh, this upcoming season. Uh, and also we need to, uh, to point out Dennis Callahan, your assistant mm -hmm. coach, you two played together here. Yes, we played together here. We've played together honestly since we were about five, six years old. Wow. So it, I think that honestly speaks for itself with the community of sports in our town. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why it's so rewarding to do what we do because um, the sports community was such a big impact on our upbringing yeah. and who we are today. So honestly, all we can really do is just try to continue that culture and um, legacy, I guess you could say, the 
to continue to build that community where these kids will keep wanting to come back and keep uplifting one another. And keep the program. I mean, did you have a lot of kids try out this year? Um, numbers were lower than, than usual, yeah. but you always have a decent amount of kids come out, yeah. Yeah. And you are just one last thing that just popped into my head. You're playing Cranston East. Yes. Again, first game of the season. Co coached by your old coach, mm -hmm. uh, Richard Grenier, who's an English teacher here. Uh, you beat him last year. We did. Uh, and uh, are you playing him on the road or here? Or? We're at Cranston Stadium. We're on the at, road this year. At Cranston Stadium. So, uh, you know, that could be a tough place to win, especially, Definitely. you know, because you're, uh, you're not on grass, you're on turf, so mm -hmm. the ball's faster and all that stuff. And uh, good luck. I think you have that coming up next week. Yep, two Saturdays from now. Yeah, two Saturdays from now. So, um, good luck and... Um, you know, because Cranston East is usually pretty good as well. Yeah, so they'll always yeah. bring a tough game. Yeah. So all we can really try to do is match their intensity and play our game. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Tyler Coburn. Good luck this season. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in. All music and sound effects for the podcast come from Wii Video, Speechello, and My Instant, which I use along with Audacity to produce this show. And special thanks to Morning Show producer Riley Maynard for producing the interview portion of this podcast. This has been a presentation of the Media Broadcasting and Journalism Pathway at West Warwick High School. If you're a student interested in learning more about radio, TV, and journalism in general, then you can get in touch with me, Mr. White, at ewhite at www-ps.com. More information about the pathway is also below on the YouTube version of this show. And you can also listen to the Words with Wizards podcast on Spotify and Google and anywhere pretty much you get your podcasts. The Pathway and shows like this are not possible without sponsor support. Part of being a sponsor is that you and or your business can get exposure on this and other Pathway broadcasts. Funding goes toward the purchase of new equipment, student scholarships, and professional development. You can find more information on sponsorships, which are tax deductible by the way, at the bottom of the YouTube version of this podcast. Have an idea for the show? Visit the Words with Wizards webpage at www.hstv.com. There's a form on the page that you can fill out to let me know about your ideas for the show. And we'll see you back here within a week to chat with tennis player Tiana Lee Kiavangachik. We're going to teach you how to pronounce her name properly and talk about her success on the tennis court and a little bit about softball too. Until then, stay safe and stay informed.